0: laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That.
1: Who likes these? Huh? You should have this person locked up and
0: looked at. Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Merz and David Horning
2: on this week's episode i i would do this bit in every type of room yeah you know what i'm saying so and being in new york whatever that um culture everybody's so afraid of well we're up in front of that hall at the time mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you go in there and you get you try to figure out what's gonna work there and it's like i get to this point and they're all because i'm basically describing some of them Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they get to that point. It's like, uh what are you? So trust me, I'm taking I can get us to where we go.
1: You
2: know what I'm saying? And again, I agree. I'm just saying, look at it this way.
0: Hey, this is David from You Can't Laugh at That. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, if you found value in any of the episodes or (laughs) If you've laughed even once, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash youcantlaughpod. Now, these conversations we have with all these awesome comedians typically last about two hours. So there's so much footage we have to cut from every single episode and we hate that we have to cut it and we don't want it to disappear into the ether, which is why we edit it together into exclusive clips. Some episodes, they're 15 minutes, a half hour of extra footage, other episodes, it's a little bit shorter. Either way, if you enjoy listening to You Can't Laugh at That, join our Patreon for exclusive access, and thanks for listening to our podcast and supporting comedy, because no matter how weird times get, remember that you can laugh at that. Nico, I love your glasses. Those are sick, dude.
2: Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Right, get that out of the way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Nico's Glasses. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what brand?
2: Yes. Um, you know, I don't know, fam. I got these on 125th Street from a young lady that just had some glasses on the table. All right.
0: This yeah. episode of You Can't Laugh at That is brought to you by Nico's Glasses, found at One Hundred Twenty Fifth Street. Uh, yeah. Brought to you by some lady who has a table. There you go. <laughs> if you're ready, willing, and able, check out this lady's table. She's got specs, contact lenses, shades, and I don't and know, and COVID <laughs> vaccine and the COVID <laughs> vaccine. It's like a New York City bodega, man. You got a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little, a little bit. We try, bro. Dude, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, you're listening to you can't laugh at that. This is the podcast where we take topics that uh, that aren't funny and we prove that they're actually funny from so many different angles. And uh, joining us today is Nico White from New York City. Nico, man, you've been doing stand up since 07. Yeah, bro. That's a, you. You knew from a young age. You were like, I'm going to do this. What What made you take the plunge? so young
2: um i was always in um i was always in the comedy you know what i'm saying i'm a sitcom kid you know what i mean sitcoms basically raised me um stand up in particular though was always on in the house like you know how after you grow up you look back on things it's like oh shit certain things make so much sense Mm -hmm. so martin lawrence i was three years old my pops was watching him and i just remember him doing that bit about white when white people came over to africa we were over there chilling right And for some reason, the way my pops was laughing made me laugh, right? And then every sitcom I would watch just so happens a comedian would lead that sitcom, right? As time went on, I'm in elementary school and I forgot about this until recently. But when we had to write stories for class to read them out loud, I chose to write funny stories just because I liked the reaction. So then when I started high school, I met a kid who was funnier than I was in conversation, right? And I was never like the coolest kid in school. I was never the, um. I was never the best looking, you know what I mean? So the one thing that I did have was that if you did, if you did come at me, I was good at snapping and I was, I was funny. You know what I'm saying? That was my in with most people. So my teacher had asked if anyone had a talent they wanted to show to their, to the um, class. And I never tried it before. Never thought I wanted to try it. And something in my head said, go tell jokes. I raised my hand. I asked if I could. She let me do five minutes. And it worked. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. That was. She let me go up three times a week. Like last five to 10 minutes during advisory. And then after about four months of doing that, she told me about open mics. And I didn't have a computer back then, dog. So... There's um a spot called the Children's Aid Society. I went around there to use the computer to look up open mics. And I remember I thought that, okay, if I do an open mic and I do it well, I could retire. Right? <laughs> <There and that. laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Fucking, I went down to High Comedy Club and this mic and I bumped. And I never, I'd never had that before with, with a, you know, area of effect per joke was that low. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, it'll never be that bad again. And then boom, 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 boom. And here ever since. Damn, that's that's a legit teacher
0: though. I mean, like you
2: that know, I used to chance.
0: have teachers that, that let me do stuff like that, but that's really cool.
2: Yeah, man. That's Kudos awesome, to man. her and to the fam. For
0: sure. For sure. And then, uh, I mean, you've been you've been hustling ever since. I remember it. So I used to I worked as a as a waiter at Caroline's back from 2012 to 2014. So I remember you. I remember you uh, dropping in um, from time to time there back then, man. And like, I mean, since then, uh, 2014, you released your first album, Introducing Me. You've been on uh, True TV, MTV2, Vice News, Gotham Comedy Live, JFL. I mean, you got quite the resume, man. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you sent me uh, a few tracks from Marcellus, which, mm-hmm. uh, which, which Second album in 2020. And that, is su- that was such a fun album to listen to, man. Thank you, man you have uh, such a nuanced take on each topic that you hit and you hit some pretty sensitive ones, uh, but you mm-hmm. hit them in a way that, that it, it like, you're not laughing at the, the thing that like the, the topic of conversation. So mm-hmm. in the bit that we're about to play, um, you know, you talk about the uh, believe all women uh, that part of the me too movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way you do it is, is it's so well crafted uh so we're going to play the clip uh but if you want to introduce that clip first uh, before we play it and then we'll go for okay time.
2: for this one right here it just so happened that a conversation you know what i'm saying a conversation kind of led to what you're about to hear and enjoy all right <laughs> let's do it jeremy misandrist bad out here. I have, um, I have another friend, she's a misandrist. If you don't know what that is, that's a woman who hates men. But she took it to a new level. She doesn't just hate human dudes. Anything with a penis, she hates it across the board. Humans with penises, dogs with penises, <laughs> trees with dick-shaped branches, she hates them all. <laughs> and she's an Instagram prophet. You know the type of person I'm talking about. They'll post something (laughs) real profound on IG and act like they solved the world's problems. So she posted the pie chart. Now on the pie chart was rape statistics and the caption was, men need to do better. I was at home like, yo, who is this for? Because you're not talking to men, you're talking about rapists. Now I don't know about you, but I don't think rapists give a fuck about pie charts. I really don't think so. I don't think so. If they don't acknowledge consent, you think they give a fuck about graphs, really. (laughs) Also, how many rapists follow you on Instagram that you know you making a difference right now? (laughs) So now, she reached out to me, because we're friends, she was like, hey, I'm in the city, I want to hang out. I said, okay, cool, so we go to a cafe. All she wants to talk about is the Me Too movement, and I'm a man, you can understand why that's not my topic of conversation. First thing she says to me, so, so Nico, have you heard of the Believe Women movement? I was like, nah, because I got bills and crackhead doormen, but go ahead. <laughs> what is it? She was like, it's a part of the Me Too movement. We ask women to come forward and share stories of rape and sexual assault, and we asked the men believe us. Then her voice changed. She said, so Nico, do you believe women? It's like, why'd your voice just do that all of a sudden? What happened? <laughs> like, no, I'm gonna answer your question, but why do you sound like the sorting hat from Harry Potter? I'm so confused. <laughs> You gonna put me in Gryffindor? What do I get after I answer this question? (laughs) So I was honest. I said, look, I believe victims. I don't think anybody would lie about something like that. Not good enough. Do you believe women 100% of the time? I'm blacking from the projects. I don't believe anything 100% of the time. (laughs) When I said that, she got really mean and really personal. She said, okay, what if it was your daughter that got raped? Would you believe her 100% of the time? Now I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I had an epiphany. I was like, oh shit, you right. What if it was my daughter? Then I thought about it, I was like, but what if the man my daughter was accusing was your son? What the- You gonna believe my daughter 100% of the time? Got quiet as shit in Starbucks, ladies and gentlemen. It got quiet as fuck. Yo, she got so mad at what I said. She got up, paid me back for both our coffees and left, and it felt better than sex. You understand me? (laughs) To shut her up, I jerk off to the memory every three days. But people like that, they need to have the last word in every argument. Cause she called me later that night. She sounded distraught. I just want you to know that I was so offended that you would even insinuate that my hypothetical son (laughs) (laughs) that he could rape your hypothetical daughter. I'm on the other line like, well to be honest, I feel like me and my hypothetical daughter should be a lot more offended. in this hypothetical that you made up, my daughter got raped. How are you the victim here? (laughs) Then she said, well, I want you to know I would never raise my son to do anything like that. It would be weird if you did. What are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, look, I don't know if you're gonna have a son, but if you do, I hope you can read a pie chart. And I left it at that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that
0: is such a sound bit, man. It is yeah, so airtight. Good. Thank you, man. <laughs> really so appreciate good. that. All right, so uh, so let's just let's just start from scratch, man. Where did where did that bit come from? What inspired it, and uh, how did it like take us through the process of putting it together?
2: It's a it's a long process for that one because. I can't think of just one situation that inspired it is inspired by a lot of things. Just um, in the time, at the time of the movement, right? And I'm not trying to sound like I know anything, but it just felt like there was a lot of no conversation being had, right? And only one particular side of the coin getting any real space to talk about it to where I, I'm, I'm a dude and I'm, I'm from a family of two brothers. I have a nephew, you know what I'm saying? also have a niece, right? And coming up, there were just certain things that you had to understand. You know what I'm saying? And when I saw everything going on once that movement started and how there was no consideration for what the other side might think as far as dudes were concerned, right? And people would say all these drastic things and then as soon as you say, okay, but now what if it's you? It was basically that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What if it's you? But like, yeah, sure, it's you to say that okay, believe everybody, but as soon as it's your kid oh well my kid wouldn't do anything like that that's what that other person's mom thought mm-hmm. just trying to show just trying to show the other side like hey th- try to look at it this way too because for better or worse, God forbid it is you then what? you know what I'm saying or God God forbid it's your son coming forward with a story saying that something happened to them then what? Right. You know, so you, you can do both. Like I say in the bit, like, I believe victims. I don't think somebody would just come out and lie about something like that. But also, do I believe anything 100 percent of the time? No, <laughs> truly. Like, I don't. I don't believe my parents 100 percent of the time. Right.
0: And, and that line, um, you know, I'm black from the projects. I don't believe anything 100 percent of the time. I think that like to me, I took that as like the crux of everything that you're saying here. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the whole bit, like if
2: if I could narrow it down to no, nah, not sentence. at all, because all right. that it that that has so that really has such little to do with it. That that part just explains like the instincts, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody trusts anything hundred percent of the time. That's humanly impossible. You know what I'm saying? The Black and Projects line is just that. Yo, my paranoia makes sense, bro. Don't tell me my paranoia doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I've seen what I've seen. And this is a whole thing about understanding each other's experiences. Mm. You know what I mean? Some experiences might lead you to say, well, I could believe anything 100% of the time. Some experiences might lead you to believe, I can believe what sounds genuine. You know what I'm saying? And then let the proof be what the proof is. But for the joke, just trying to put the shoe on the other foot and see if you'll wear it as often as you like the other person to wear it. And then when you realize that that blow up, that's kind, there that was kind of a retelling of the actual event. You know what I'm saying, minus the um extra embellishments. But you blew up when I flipped the shoe, just a little bit. I'm talking about your hypothetical kid, and again, you brought up the graphicness of my hypothetical daughter being hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's that that you know that
0: identity. Like we build up this identity for ourselves. Um, And then, you know, if anybody ever introduces new information, it's like you're challenging who I am as a person now.
2: Right. Right. But, you know, who's to say that who's to say that I wasn't equally as uh, self-righteous in the moment as that person was being? Because as soon as they opened that up, I thought of this joke. Do you think that 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 has a lot to do um,
0: that that just commitment to uh, my belief, my my standpoint, my viewpoint um. Do you think that commitment to that is uh, is doing a lot of harm to to society today? Is is that why we're not having the conversation?
2: I, I I don't know. I just think it's hard to have those conversations. You know what I mean? Because then you have to have honesty on both sides, bro. Because even when you think about it, to say to say one thing, you have to say the other. You know what I mean? If you want to have a real conversation, but who has that type of time, really? And everything that you're exposed to right now, like if you go on Facebook, Facebook asks you what? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Some shit like that. What's, what is it on Facebook? Oh, I don't even know anymore. Oh, uh, I'll tell you right what's now. on your mind? What's, what's on, on your mind, mind yeah. right? So now, that's, that's what you're going that's what you're going in with, right? What's on your mind? you go on Twitter. Twitter is what's happening. So when you go on those apps with those preconceived notions and you start telling people what's on your mind, that's your opinion, right? Everybody ain't going to agree with your opinion. You're going to flock to the people that do, but most people aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll get rid of those most people that don't until you have the few people that agree with you. And then more people that agree with you. Right. It's easier that way. That's for right. all of us. Right. And then the algorithm adheres to that too. And it adheres to what you hate. Mm-hmm. So I I I can't say that I know, but I do think it's a harder conversation to have because <sighs> it's complicated. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying this whole Mm -hmm. thing they try to act act like it's a war between one gender and the other it's just a complicated conversation that needs to happen hopefully soon
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's very binary uh, in in a world that's gray Right. uh, yeah and and like so I just saw Michelle Wolf. she came to Cleveland and she has a whole bit about the Me Too movement and she makes a point a few times in her her set uh, I don't tell them that about uh, what's that I said, don't tell them what she's doing instead the of they ain't seen it. Yet. Oh no, no, there's not, I'm not giving it away. Just, just the, oh, just okay, the general, just the general theme. You know, she talks about the Got gray, it. like, like yeah. we need to talk more about what happens in the gray area because the world isn't yeah, black or totally. white. And then she kind of breaks down that construct of black and white. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's to me, that's what I love about comedy is we play in that gray area while everybody else yeah. is like, no, this or that. Yeah. But, and and I think this this bit that you do really uh, really plays in that area really really well.
2: Thank you very much,
0: bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you start just uh, Miss Andress. Like that's a word that a lot of people either don't know what it is, or they've seen and they don't understand, or, or just haven't heard altogether. Um, and so, you know, attaching a label mm-hmm. to a person like th- that's one of the. Um, the benefits of of being of like absolute thinking is you can attach a label to it and then your brain doesn't have to do as much work. It's like, oh, well, if you're a misandrist, well, that means this. And right. uh, so, so that does she actually refer to herself as a misandrist? Or? No, no, okay,
2: no, okay. no. She, she doesn't, doesn't go uh, around me. like. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know, I know a couple that like wear wear that term proudly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I love how you kind of play with it. Like she doesn't just hate human dudes, anything no. with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the build. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's absolute commitment to Miss misandry. Uh, you know? And I think, uh, I think, you know, when we are absolutely committed to our position, it clouds our judgment so that, you know, we are looking at, at dick shaped branches and, and seeing something that isn't there, even though it's like an, like a, like an exaggeration in, in your bit. Uh, yeah. Um and then
2: the, the IG profit. <laughs> that that <laughs> might that might be the one I like the most out there. Yeah. One. Yeah. We've all seen it. Yeah. Yeah. We have. <laughs> just, just because again, it that that one is like again who we agree. Everybody that agrees with you is who's on here. hmm Yeah, you know I'm saying it's like I am not your target. Yeah.
0: Like, like you're just fishing for likes at this point.
2: What? Which you know, which is which is also cool, but again just the 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 brutality in it sometimes mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, how it's talking at people, you do have to talk at people, you aren't going to get anywhere doing that
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that goes either way
0: yeah the i love the the rapists don't give a fuck about pie charts like <laughs> You you have like three punchlines there. You, you know you you challenge it, but who is this for? Uh, you're not talking about men. You're talking about racists or rapists, and then uh, and then you have three lines there uh, in a row that just that hit that break that tension really well.
2: I got I got to pull this back.
0: <laughs> and yeah, for- the, the, I, I wrote down the rapists don't give a fuck about pie charts. Um, if they don't acknowledge consent, you think they give a fuck about graphs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, how many rapists follow you on Instagram? <laughs> right. Like those are three very commonsensical. Like they're not even necessarily punchlines. They're just they just offer a, a quick shift in perspective. Right. To justify the um. To justify what the hell I'm saying. Right. Did you uh, Did you run into any trouble when you first started doing uh, this bit?
2: Man, I think. um Here's the thing, and I I never want to jinx it, so knock on wood. So far, no. Like with that type of stuff, I haven't run into any um any trouble thus far. And it's one of those things where I think intention matters a lot. Mm. You understand? Know mm-hmm. So I used to have an equation for it in my head. I'm a little um rusty at thinking about what it is right now. But but intention plus something and in your execution right i can't control how you feel about it all i can control is my intention behind it and what i do to execute right so i mean well i really do i don't i'm not angry at anybody if i'm doing something like i like you say i try to stay in that gray area mm-hmm. right so if it's like hey have you thought about this have you looked at it this way try to present it that way and usually Folks get it. But I've never gotten any um flack for these, I don't think. No. Not for that one anyway. Now is it it's later on the is Anna it's like a particular I make her a particular character too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I describe that person. That's somebody that either you identify as or somebody that annoys us all. <laughs> or someone that you're meeting for the first time if you've never met that archetype. Right. Mm. Right. And and you
0: frame her as a as a friend too. So so it's it, yeah. you know that puts the audience at ease too. You
2: know, it's yeah, coming from right. a place of friendship. It
1: evens it out nicely. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to y'all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is a story about somebody that you all know uh, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, this is a, an
2: exchange that I had with this person that I know that I'm on good terms with. And you're that person and I'm you mm-hmm. and I'm that person. and You are me. Mm-hmm. All that goofy shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Right transcending uh uh
0: yeah the the consciousness part of it um yeah that that's one of the best parts of doing this is yeah. you can you can like get people to see through your eyes and all the people's eyes in your story like it's it's such a powerful
2: uh tool it it makes me miss the um like i, I love the rhythm of stand-up if that makes sense like yeah. and everybody has their own Be, being back like doing shows now and doing like newer shit. I I was listening to that like music, dog. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie to you
1: oh
2: they, laughs there. <laughs> they <laughs> last there. They laugh there. Oh man, that shit is sex. we to get back to that. Yeah.
0: Ooh, wow. God yeah. when you got that good flow going, it's like <laughs>
2: that's <nothing laughs> like the better. cipher, man. <laughs> like a like a good like good boxing, bro. Yeah, it's like a dance. I love love that shit. I I can talk to me like sports, dog. It's almost unfair to get time with you. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's why we.
0: That's one of the reasons why we do this podcast. It's it's so interesting to really get down into it with with, like different comics, different perspectives, different ways of talking about it. Yeah. Um,
2: What's yeah, the next one? Do we have more? It's one of the best. Um, real quick, real quick, though, the
1: whole thing about like the binary, uh, how people have this tendency to just like jump into. Bi- I, I was like afraid to chime in because everybody jumps on that. And I know people are going to listen to this podcast and I don't want to be like, you know, like I talk about. I, I would want to mention like how I, I do sympathize with with men on their perspective on the whole thing, because. Uh, but the problem is, like, I'm afraid someone's going to like be like. No, well, you're
2: a fucking asshole but, but it's and, like and that's the, that's the thing bro yeah. like th- this bit this bit got I remember years ago when Cosby was on the line right and I was running a new joke back somewhere and it was along the lines of how you'll get killed if you don't have a side I remember I said something about waiting to hear all the evidence right and somebody said wait to hear what what are you a rape supporter? And the joke was like, what does that even mean? Like, who do you yeah. who do you think I am? Yeah, yeah. Like, so you saying that I'm at home like with pom poms on R A P, right? Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get off stage and I go to get a. I'm going to get a ginger ale, and this girl came up to me. No, no, I'm lying. One of my friends like, hey, do you know Nico? She says, oh. Yeah, I know him. He doesn't think Cosby did. I said, huh? First of all, I never fucking said that. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a thing about how people will kill you if you don't have a side, lady. I didn't even give my opinion on the thing. I remember after that I was like, man, I might not even touch this topic, right? You got to get over that, man. And that's one, of the, that's one of the things behind this too is that people are scared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids are legit scared to have an opinion. Like that that part. Nah, I don't like. I don't like seeing that amongst comedians. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, fair like, trial. Yeah. If we, if we do s- that to each other, I think. Like, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say like at the end of the day, I still you gotta believe in a fair trial. Like even even real trials aren't fair. Like a lot of the time, but like in like an objective way, like in a human, like you can't just like. You have to have a fair
2: trial for people, and they have to have evidence. You and know? what the man, what the man is saying is something that he doesn't really know how to say. Because like I can, I can even hear you step stepping on it, tiptoeing on it, even right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, and that, and that's where, um, and I think that's where people get caught up. Instead of being able to be, even if you speak out of line, sometimes I think it's okay to be corrected. But I don't think people are always in the business of correcting as much as they want to. Like just shake somebody, you know. Right. I, I I don't know. I don't know. What's the next bit? Um. So
0: the sorting hat bit. Uh. That, that's kind of like you you introduce like a little like silliness to it. Um. Yeah. It kind of it kind of bridges the gap from like like you introduce this character and then and then you uh, you have that little line uh, where where she asks you like do you believe all women? Yeah. <laughs> and uh. It, was that intentional, like, in including that, um, that that Harry Potter reference?
2: It was um, say, say and show, right? Mm-hmm. So, I told you now, this is what I thought when I heard it. You know, and it was, um again, it's like a beat thing. We all find our rhythm, and, like, what you heard there's, like, the rhythm I like. You know what I'm saying? So, I like punching. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like stacking. And then I like leaving with one. Mm-hmm. So, that's basically what you're getting there. I'm just stacking. Uh, if if you
0: didn't include that, like right there, how do you feel like that would change the dynamic of the bit?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I think it, again, because that part is so, that part is fun. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's good, clean fun. if mm-hmm. if you if, And if you know, you know, if you mm-hmm. get the reference, you get the reference and you go with me, hopefully it'll take you to a positive space. If you don't, Hopefully you get the inflections and whatnot and it'll keep you in a neutral space till we get back to the, you know, the up and down. It's tension and release. Break Mm -hmm. the tension, release the tension. Break it, release it. Yeah. We've talked about that many times on this podcast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the big themes for sure. And I, and I think, and I think that that's the best way to show technique. I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 If you can build and build, break it. Mm hmm
0: hundred percent um and, and like you said it's fun it, it's so we're right. dealing with something that that can be construed as being heavy mm-hmm. um and it is heavy and for many accounts and then like here's this silly line in the middle that mm-hmm. um that it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it but without it i feel like it it's like a glue that kind of that keeps shout people
2: out, on board shout out little Wayne. Yeah. And when I was five, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. Ain't got shit to do with this, but I just thought that I should mention. <laughs>
0: Scott, Scott, the it. Do, do you ever, um, do you ever, like, uh, use, like, a, a rapper's, um, Cadres? like that? Like Lil Wayne? Yeah, like like Lil Wayne, uh, he was very, like, metaphorical uh, in, in, his, in his lyrics, and it, it kind of created a, a different, not genre, but like a different style of, of of rapping yeah. uh for a few years like do you do you look to hip-hop artists as an influence in the way that you built a set
2: i can't i can't say if i did i can't say it was conscious you know what i'm saying but they've definitely inspired you know what i'm saying they've inspired a lot like ti inspired a couple of headshots Lil wayne inspired a, um project that i released recently uh i put out a special called dark out with no audience and uh, um he inspired that okay He's- Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's you know, um, being an artist like you have to you have to draw from all fields. Like it isn't just like no, I'm a comedian and that's like all I appreciate is comedy. Yeah. Like, then you got nothing to talk about. <laughs> you know. Um, all right. So then she you know she asks, do you believe women one hundred percent of the time? And you and then you throw out that you know I'm black, I'm from the projects, I don't believe anything one hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And then her response, you know, she she throws that hypothetical your way and then that pause where it's like you're thinking about it that that to me that communicates you as like a thinker like you're somebody who really is considering her perspective on it mm-hmm. and then you you counter and one of my favorite parts to listen to is there's somebody in the audience that's like oh my god or something like right yeah you say that yeah. it's, it's 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 so good it's not necessarily like a funny line but it's like this is the point like Mm-hmm. right here that's yeah. it that's one of those lines where even if you are on that person's side that you're talking to yeah, you gotta be like didn't see right. that one coming <laughs> right. um, and then uh, what did I write here I can't read my own handwriting uh, what if the um, man was your I'm son uh, yeah you can, uh, so when you're in a conversation with somebody who has a different perspective than you, uh, what most people try to do is prove yourself right, like prove your point right. But the most, one of the most powerful ways to actually get somebody to share your perspective, just for an instant, is to turn it on them with a question mm-hmm. where they challenge their own belief. And that really yeah. kind of shows yeah. who they are as a human and how, and how they respond. Yeah, yeah. Is that... Um, is that a tool that you use? Um,
2: yes, frequently. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, now it's on you. I'm not gonna argue with you. You're right. Now what? Mm-hmm. Oh, your kid wouldn't do that. But in this hypothetical, like, I, I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would say that mine wouldn't even, you know, be in that situation. But we hypothetical it. Go ahead. Yeah. I still ain't got an answer to that to this day. By the way. <laughs> Oh.
0: <laughs> jerk off to the memory though. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's just good clean fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that, that's one of those. Well, well the, the the line that really cuts the tension is it got quiet as shit at Starbucks. Ah, yeah, right. yeah, that's a good one. yeah. Like right. t- it's it's and and the line itself, it's not even really a, a punchline. It's just that release valve, like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's so well timed. And thank you, bro. Yeah.
1: It's man. better than a punchline in a way. You know, it's like it's one of those things where the audience is just like, Whoa! you no, know.
2: It is the punchline though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. It's just this the profoundness outweighs the laugh in a sense
2: where everybody's if, like, mm. if you if you think so, man. Yeah. If you think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's all how you appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I I like those. You know what I'm saying? I like those. And if the if the period is um, because what's what line are we talking again? I got quieter shit in Starbucks. Oh, we talking we talking about that? But that that's really just what happened, though. It got mm-hmm. tense. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, and basically what I'm saying is that it's as tense there as it is in here right now. I'm putting this in that situation. Uh, I'm not really talking about Starbucks. I'm talking about right here in this room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're personifying something that um they can't see but it's like no I'm not even talking about what really happened to the story I'm talking about y'all right now you punks damn, damn. Sitting here. yeah <laughs> <laughs> where it's like how didn't your brain go here it's because you were thinking about it one way so hard that it never even mattered to you that this could hit you and it could hit you in a way that we all worry about hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it does, well you can't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Whereas on this side it's all you consider because I am, I am someone's son.
0: That's deep, man. Um just the idea of personifying like Starbucks, but you're actually describing the room that you're in right now. Yeah. Like that that layer that extra layer, man, Starbucks that's something that I got
1: a gonna,
2: state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, legit. You're so right.
0: Because yeah, yeah. you got to oh, think man.
2: about it, bro. I can't, I, I would do this bit in every type of room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and being in New York, whatever that um culture, everybody's so afraid of, well, we're up in front of that hall the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you go in there and you get, you try to figure out what's going to work there and it's like, I get to this point and they're all, because <laughs> I'm basically describing some of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they get to that point. It's like, uh, what do you so, trust me, I'm taking, I can get us to where we're going.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I'm saying? And again, I agree. I'm just saying, look at it this way. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, I agree with you, but it's also my job to say, or to get you to look at it from a different point of view. And we're going to do that.
2: And you it's also like I ain't got that. no kids so if, if I can go as far in the hypothetical as my imaginary daughter can get raped you can go as far in this hypothetical as your son being raped mm-hmm. and since this is your hypothetical you're gonna have to wear that mm-hmm. I still ain't got that answer I'm gonna send the text
0: yeah <laughs> uh that that's a tool that I like to use um is a hypothetical but in this case you're talking about a story about a hypothetical uh, about mm-hmm. someone else who presented a hypothetical um you know, what sort of embellishment have you uh, have you used in, in the telling of this story? Um, so just
2: adding in, like, how tense the situations were really getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this is somebody that I know. You know what I mean? We ain't really getting tense. We talk like this all the time. Mm-hmm. She has her way of saying, I have my way of saying, and we cool afterwards. But this is a play out of society. You know what I mean? And what I thought society was doing at the time. Mm. again personifying like sure, she has, sure she hasn't answered me back but y'all haven't answered that question yet mm-hmm. but you've already shown what happens when it's your son mm-hmm. mm. Man, you let per- him go and you let that girl suffer
0: that is a deep layer of personification Man, this is this is this is much deeper because because I like to listen when we when we bring in comics I like to listen to the to the bit over and over again I'm like hmm, like mm-hmm. could they have meant this and could they have that's not even something I even considered so ah. that's like that's got me thinking I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again and like really
2: <laughs> do it let me come <laughs> like, back if if bro if I knew we were getting this in depth I would have came on where I had a whole block of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I want I want to get into another bit before if I want this to be the only one we do. Yeah. Right. Hey, we,
0: we got, we do this Saturdays, man. Let's, uh, let's line up another one. Uh, right, we'll, we'll dive go. deeper into it. Um, Heck yeah. but so, so then, uh, so you release that tension. She gets up and leaves. Well, first of all, she's obviously heard the bit, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Did you, have you, had, like, what was that conversation? Wasn't one? No. Nah.
2: Yeah. This is this just funny.
0: Yeah yeah at this point you know if, if you're friends with me and i do a bit and you're involved in
2: it there's no like there's no conflict all, after after all after all this time yeah there's no mm-hmm. they, they leave me they leave me alone i leave out their names
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right you're not like am my friend melissa uh, yeah no yeah. i wouldn't do melissa like that yeah yeah <laughs> right. right um and then the, you close it out. Uh, the last, the last chunk of the bit. Um, you know, the whole they got to get the last word again. Yeah, we know that person. Yeah. <laughs> she calls you the my hypothetical son, and your hypothetical or uh, your hypothetical daughter.
2: Uh, that yeah. line I, is my favorite. Yeah, in that in that whole okay. section, because it's like <laughs> we're talking about imaginary people. Look at how look. This is five hours later, yo. Mm-hmm what are you what are you doing and you put us in this situation i never would have had that thought about my imaginary everything being harmed like that to prove a point right and in that I think line you're wrong for messing up my sunday <laughs> <Yeah>. mean ass <laughs> Why would you do something like that to somebody you're friends with hey what if your daughter got raped what if we just have coffee <laughs> can, yeah can we just talk about the weather like my what fucking friend to you
0: <laughs> yeah let's talk about your trip to Trader Joe's come on let's Jeez. do yeah <laughs> but but you you communicate all of what you just said in that one that one sentence that like your hypothetical your hypothetical son like my hypothetical daughter like the absurdity of the the fact that this conversation is
2: continuing right <laughs> and and that's what it is like I I don't I don't really like like thinking the oh well, young comics do it this way do whatever you want but mm-hmm. put your like when you're trying to get something like that across put yourself in that like put yourself in that moment in that moment with the crowd so again so they can understand your intent like yo I don't mean no harm but yo you're bothering me you're bothering me if you don't get from that bit like you should leave with a piece of me going okay I think I know what he sounds like when he's exasperated Mm-hmm. It sounds like where I'm going up in voice and I'm going, this is your hypothetical. That you, In this hypothetical, that you made up, mind up. like, your voice matters too. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is an instrument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my words that I go up on. You have your words, you go down on. Mm-hmm. All of that shit matters. Because yeah. you can sound real intense if you say something a certain way. Yeah. Or you can sound real if you say something another way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs to watch more um diff- actually no, never mind, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Cause then
0: everybody will come out <laughs> sounding just like that comic. You know
2: what I'm saying? <laughs> or or shit. I, I just don't want to get as good as me. Fuck that. <laughs>
1: hey, right, right. don't give away industry secrets yeah, Right, right yeah. tell them the wrong thing to
2: do oh never that, that don't do that to the, that's one thing that happens too often anyway oh, that's absurd yeah you know I'm saying that happens way too often Appre- appreciate each other because this industry doesn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm appreciate yeah. each other because this industry does not they will look at they will look at you as if you're crazy while you're good and tell you to be undeniable while no one's denying you. Hmm. Yeah. Be good to each other.
0: First and foremost, man. Yeah, these uh I, and I'm sure you know it happens in New York, you get these like one-night bookers who are just like in it for themselves and like you know everything on social media is bragging about how good their shows are and they're not paying mm-hmm. comics when they said they
2: would and like that like, yeah that that I've never been good with any anything like that yeah yeah I'm I'm one of, I'm one of those what's the details types of people mm-hmm. you yeah. know and that but, but that comes from that comes from starting early and making this my profession mm-hmm. immediately and I think a lot of times like the type of person you are bleeds into whatever you do I was always a kid that if you asked me to go to the store for you, I would ask for a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. And that mentality, I bought that into this to where after a certain time, and you, you go, okay, I can hit this certain area of effect. What do you have to do to be able to be paid or whatever, right? It's like, oh, so you have to have X amount of minutes. Okay, let me make sure I got that amount of minutes. Let me make sure I got it tight. Let me show, make sure I'm hitting the same area of effect as the people that are hitting that, you know what I'm saying, that are mm-hmm. getting paid, right? Then when you get there, the text change. Hey, can you do the show? Yeah. What's the um what's the details? And sometimes you get the person like, what's the details? A lot of time and pay. And if it's comic on comic, comics, remember that is not in um, that's not a diss to you. Yeah you know what I'm saying. That's not a diss to you. And just not know who you're talking to. I'm getting I'm not even talking about with me, I'm talking about in general. Be aware that comedy does pay. You know what I'm saying? Comedy does pay. There's nothing wrong with doing free shows, but if you could train your audience into paying to see you, the better it'll be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Put some stakes on the line. Yeah. Even if it's just, if you're charging $3 a ticket or something, or if you're passing the bucket, whatever, but find a way to keep some sort of money circulating. Mm-hmm. It's just a group of y'all eating dollar pizza at the end of the night. Half enough money for the fucking pizza. <laughs> Especially if you would have packed out the bar. Right? So, nah, dog. Look, I'm, I've been doing it for a long time now, right? But I'll see something. Like, in the city, I used to see some of the kids, they would bark in shows and the, like, the bar that they bark in the shows to would be packed. And they would leave sometimes without, without money to even get on the train? It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, to where it's like if y'all charge $3 a ticket if it's only y'all, if the inmates are the asylum if you charge $3 a ticket you get that same what, 70 people you can make a menu with the bar of like okay look the drinks will cost one more dollar here or whatever and you might get a dollar off a ticket or you get let us keep the tickets and you make whatever you make off drinks and food you can pay everybody
0: when I first started, uh, booking shows, like I was just learning how to do it. So yeah, go for it. So I wasn't paying, but, um, at the end, like right before the pandemic, when I was doing shows, like I always made sure to, to, uh, get people paid. Like I did a, I did a, um, a show at a little bar right around the corner uh, from my house and we passed around mm-hmm. a bucket and, uh, right. you know, comics all got paid first. Um, a lot yeah. of times I walked out getting nothing, but it felt good yeah. to, to pay the, to pay the mm-hmm. comics, man.
2: It's it's the thought that counts, and a lot of times people appreciate the thought. Mm. Comics, especially, they're so used to getting nothing, they appreciate anything. You know what I'm saying? But just across the board, we need to treat each other better. Stop fighting. Stop (laughs) fucking fighting. There's enough, nobody's in your way. Literally, nobody's in your way, fam. Mm. Yeah, I know that like odd cliche. Oh, somebody is my way. Nobody's in your way and get out of each other's way. Stop being insecure. Quit talking about each other badly in front of the industry. Motherfuckers <laughs> are not your friends.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Right. Cause what's stopping somebody else from talking that same way about you, you know?
2: Right. Exactly. Let's do yeah. one more bit before I get out of here though. It's not worth this it. It's too man. much fun.
0: Yeah. Well that, well, that's that I mean, that's really that whole bit. Uh I mean you close it, it out, good. you close it out with that uh, that callback, the pie chart callback. Um, that's, that's such a a strong bookend. did you try any other bookends, like any other callbacks or was it always going to end on the pie chart?
2: It was, um, so that, that whole piece is, um, that whole piece is really like seven minutes because that goes into the one that's after it. But there was a point where I didn't even have the pie chart thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because I hadn't seen it yet. The pie chart was something that I saw earlier that year, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I saw that, I was like, ah, got it. Yeah. Was that
0: something that you threw out there like while you were on stage or while you were writing? Like, what's your writing process like? Like,
2: uh, oh, man, uh, it's changed so much. I remember for years, I would be able to, like, it would get real romantic when I would get to writing jokes. I'd like you candles, to, like, listen, the candles. Listen, to, listen, to, <laughs> listen to R. Kelly back before he was canceled. <laughs> y'all. But I'd sit down and just everything that was in my head go. You know what I mean? And I'd fill notebooks in like a week. Now, as time, as time went on, it's like the jokes got bigger, the perspective got deeper. I'd have to keep notes, you know what I'm saying? Keep a small notebook with me everywhere I went. And then, because you get better at knowing where you're going to go, how you're going to try something, and how to retain memory of it, I would have harder times writing out a whole thing because while I'm on the third sentence writing it my mind is on the second piece mm-hmm. you know so it became a little hard for um my writing speed to keep up with how fast I was thinking so then I just started if I thought it if I got three shows that night I'm going to try this one thing three times if I got two two three shows tonight Then I'm going to try this bit, this one way. Then I'm going to try this bit behind it this way to see if it works. If I had these three things on the same topic, let me see if I can put these things together in a chunk and transition well enough where they make sense and make a piece. So like even this joke started out, it's probably three different things all under that idea, right? There's parts of it that stemmed from that night back in 20, what? Maybe whenever that Cosby shit first happened. And I said, I'm, you know, wait for the rest of the proof coming out, right? And taking that, and then having that thought match some energy with another situation and go, Oh, boom. I connect these ideas like this. Then see the Venn diagram and go, Oh, wait. And I could take that and I could put this with this. And then I get to that story. About what happened at Starbucks with old girl. Connect that at the end. Now I had this bit.
0: Do you um, do you find the funny and then uh, find the ideas that are within that, or do you have an idea and try to extract the funny from that idea, I or think is it's, it like a little bit of both?
2: I think it's both, but I think it's more the second one as far as order is concerned. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like well. I feel this and I giggled about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel this. What am I talking about? I felt this and I giggled about it. You know what I mean? I felt this in relation to this topic and I thought this about it. And then getting to the funny, like pulling it out of the point. And just to basically go like, I'm saying I'm not crazy. Like this is what I feel. But it's with that energy. Like (laughs) this is what I feel. Mm -hmm. This is what I feel. Two different things mm. if I was being mean like this is what I feel it'd probably come off different but it's like yo again I don't I don't disagree I'm just saying <laughs> you got it you got it
0: that, that's a sauce that a lot of comics miss too is uh, especially like, like newer comics it's like oh I'm gonna write what I think is f- like what I think they'll think is funny versus like I'm gonna write what I feel and then find the funny in that
2: right it's also a process thing too right because you gotta you gotta think about it that bit I'm what at the time that I recorded that in October of 2019. So if I start in 2014, I'm just turning 13 or turn 12, something like that, right? 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 12. So I'm 12 years in for a newer, for a newer person, they might go the opposite route where they'll write what they, what they think is funny first, and that makes sense. they're supposed to. You know what I mean? We shouldn't shoot them before they get a chance to grow. Yeah, what do you what do you mean, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: what do you mean you can't, like, just write on stage? Come on, you've been doing this for six months.
2: Let's go. Right, right. Yeah. When, when, back when you're that young, you have all the audacity you ever need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just don't have all the skill you'll ever have. You know, it's, it's not okay to cut off people's... Um, let, they don't even let people reach their peak before they cut off their arms, bro. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so, this wasn't the. They'll go back there and be like, this, "This wasn't the most fire shit ever." It's like, well, that person that just started did. <laughs> Give them a minute.
0: Yeah, man. I listen to stuff from when I first started, and it's like, like I'm, I'm so happy to, to be at this, to, to have grown, to be able to listen to that, and be like, man, this is.
2: Be that anymore, Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that and was like, damn, I didn't realize how fast I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's growth.
0: I mean, even, even a year ago, even six months ago, I mean, I mean, six months ago, there wasn't much going on. But, you know, you know yeah. Ah, yeah.
2: right. Now I get you.
0: Um, so so the what what you kind of challenge in this bit, uh, as far as like a, a societal construct is these absolute beliefs that um, you know, we live in a in a fluid World, everything is changing. We're getting uh, hit with new information constantly, every day, and uh, and so there is a lot of people who get married to the views that they've had forever. That doesn't fly anymore. Like you got to be willing to re rethink. You got to be willing to reinvent yourself constantly, yeah. and uh, I mean, the only way to, to improve, me, right? And this bit does a great job of questioning that committal to one idea, that one hundred percent of the time, all the time mentality. Like, good luck keeping that up. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I appreciate the words on that, brother. Thank you.
0: I mean, there, there's a there's a depth to it, and. You know, when, when we were talking and I was like, oh, we'll, we'll make the topic, you know, the, the believe all women. And you were like, ah, I don't know about that because that's not really what this is about. That really right. had me thinking because right now I'm, I'm reading a book called Think Again. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's all about challenging your your beliefs. Yeah. Um, being open to, you know, when you're presented with new information to listen to that.
2: It's it's so funny too. like it's, it's so funny the things that people take away from something. Right. And like, even like you said, when you reached out about it, it's like, yeah, we'll talk about the um believe, believe women things like yeah that. When I say that wasn't the point, I just mean it in that the whole point of that bit was um put the shoe on the other foot. And what if it was you? It's different when it's you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the whole point of that bit. It's different when it's you, because, again, it's all gravy. If we feel this way until it's your son or even in my case until it's my daughter. My response was only that drastic too in response because it was my hypothetical daughter.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? She would have said my niece. My response probably would have been drastic too but who's to say it would have been that quick Mm -hmm. or that direct. Mm -hmm. There's... um, And it's funny the things that people take away from it too. Right? Even when you got like, I'm black from the projects, what you got out of that versus what I meant out of that. Right. And there's another thing that I do. And I'm talking about people being aware, right. Of their surroundings. And somebody told me that I was talking to black people in that bit. And I had, to, I had to look around, bro. Cause I was like, what, what are you talking about? I'm in front of a white audience talking about a white woman. What that got to do with black people? Y'all don't tell white people don't tell each other be aware of your surroundings. I think that's a human thing. Yeah. I'm not being specific. I'm talking about an idea of being reckless and not paying attention. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Just because that's a common trait that a movie told you that white women have. That's not what I'm saying.
1: Yeah
0: yeah and this this is uh this is based off of an earlier track on on that Marcellus album uh, steve mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to the album definitely do it it's 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 a give fun me. listen yeah, for sure me.
2: give it a listen let me know what you think fam for sure yeah dude.
0: and uh and for those of you who are listening the link uh to get the album off amazon is in the show notes uh so Heck yeah d- definitely Appreciate do y'all. that definitely mm-hmm. do that um yeah, like you're saying, it's, it's, you know, you put the shoe on the other foot, you develop a little bit of empathy, you realize that as a human being on the other side of the table and the other side of the equation, uh, doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have, um, yep. versus like, it has to be this way, or it has to be that way. And that's everything. It's like, no, dude, no. You're going to lose like, a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Uh, and with how fast things are moving and how complicated things are, like, there's no there's no introspection on that.
2: And and it's like, look how different, look how different today is from yesterday. Like I feel bad for old closed minded people. Imagine how many times their world has been shattered within the last five years, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm talking about beyond their comprehension shattered. If you don't feel sorry for that person, like, and you don't have to, But when you understand those people are out there, like, and they have to walk around in a world they don't recognize. Mm -hmm.
0: I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Careful how you treat. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody got to treat each other better, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too. Even even though they're living this entirely different world, you know, the, the, the term mental gymnastics what they're doing mentally to ensure that their identity remains intact, even though it might go against what they've been saying. They've been believing. Now they have
2: all these justifications for it. All of a sudden, like they don't know who they are. <laughs> uh, motherfuckers don't know what they believe. We voted for, we voted. We had two trash candidates and we voted for one that is now attacking Syria. For God, I don't even know why. anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. The fuck is, what the fuck is over there, bro. Leave those people alone. If they ain't harming us, man. <laughs> yeah Like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> He about right. to give money to the police Like, like what are we doing <laughs> yeah. But nothing's what gonna we, change What are we doing hey, And then they blame yeah. it on the kids like they're crazy Oh right. these, these kids have too many guns Well you can't tell them that there's 400 million guns Then tell them there's 300 million people Cause then they would think if I don't have a gun Then I'm slacking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now all of a sudden there's gonna be Uh, A
0: billion guns. and
2: (laughs) We we already got more guns than people, bro. And it's like, when we keep lying about it, like, oh, well, why do these things keep happening? The news and social media is why they keep happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You think Mm -hmm. the kids are walking in, shooting each other just because they're evil? That's only one part of it. They don't get to see their friends. There's no connection to the video game controllers anymore. There's no three people in a room unless they're family members usually. So if they woke up and played Call of Duty, they bursted in a room killing other people all day. That's all they've been doing, bro. Yeah. Then when you add on to the fact that guns are so available, that's all they ever show you on the news is people getting guns, using guns. Getting guns... That's all the, that's all you put in these kids' heads.
0: Oh, I thought I thought all those were tasers. Uh oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> it's, it's added like this whole thing, man. It's very it's very, very surface. And fears. Yeah. Uh we, we gotta do something about the media mm-hmm. first. Because I think that shit is really agitating the hell out of things. Mm-hmm. The fact that George Floyd's trial is a television show. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the anger.
0: <laughs> oh, it's absurd. It's absurd. Anyway, yeah. you got that. You got, uh, you see, uh, this, this, uh, the dude in Virginia, the, the air force dude, you see this. I mean, it's just, it's just constant, man. It's, it's much more difficult. It's much more nuanced than black and white. Um, and we 100%. can talk about this for hours, but I know I would be respectful of your time. Um,
2: so. i don't know how late you guys go i don't know if you folks are around at all but this is a conversation i legit i'm being serious i would like to have um okay. i wish i had more time if you are available later today i'll be back later so let me know but i'd love to jump back on with y'all to really have some time to talk
1: i'm game for it though so I mean, just yeah. let us know man
2: for, for sure. sure for Definitely. sure Always um, happy to have a good conversation Always, so, yeah. Man, pleasure to a pleasure to meet and talk to y'all. Yeah, you're man. Man. Hey, meet and meeting, talking, person, fam. Absolutely, um,
1: dude. Drop I some your, uh,
2: I got your album on Spotify up already,
1: so I'm gonna give that a listen. Yeah. You've been one of appreciate my favorite it. guests. Yeah, oh man, yes. thank you, man. This was a very that. substance in this conversation was mm-hmm. definitely the whole point of this podcast. So definitely is one of the top. Like you know, it's
2: definitely up there for sure. Mm-hmm. I sincerely appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Thank y'all. Add okay. me on Instagram. Let me know what you think of the yeah. album. And let's talk more. I'm going to jump off here, but I really do appreciate the words, y'all. Legit. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Nico White, now. thank you for the right. time, man. I'll, yeah, I'll be in touch good. for sure. And uh, mine. God bless uh, y'all. Thanks for helping mm-hmm. us well. prove
0: that, you know, no matter how complicated things might be, uh, there's always a way to laugh at that absolutism that, that we've been into the table for too long
2: always keep laughing y'all long live long live
0: <laughs> take it easy yep take it easy take man it. we'll see you. special thanks to Golden Ox Studio you can find Golden Ox Studio for all your podcasting needs at goldenoxstudio.com Uh, Hit up Jeremy. He is fantastic to work with, professional. Uh, He makes podcasting easy. And uh, if if you've been kicking the tires on starting your own podcast, definitely give Gold Knox Studio a look. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at YouCan'tLaughPod. Or like us on Facebook at at YouCan'tLaughAtThat. And tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation is what I'm saying. Alright.
2: Bye.